Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Mooncast. I've got a guest on today, which is nice. Uh, Russell Hunt from Newcastle. He's come on and chat about Moonstone. Uh, we have a great conversation. It's really good fun, actually. Um, it's the first time I've uh, interviewed someone, I suppose, in this kind of way for a podcast. Someone I didn't sort of know anyway. Obviously, I've spoken to Tom and Richie before, but it was really nice to speak to someone else. Someone definitely just a player. Um, he has some really interesting things to say. Lots of good things to say about the game. It was really nice just having a chat with him. I started off thinking it was going to be a kind of interview as it were. I was going to ask questions and answer, but it turned into just a really nice chat. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. And here we go. Russell on the phone. Russell is uh, from Newcastle. And he's come to talk about Moonstone, obviously, which is great. Um, so I'm going to make this quite a sort of informal chat. Uh, I don't want to do uh, formal interviews on this podcast. It's very much just relaxed atmosphere. So I'll start, Russell, if you don't mind, with what what games did you play prior to Moonstone, or what else did you play alongside it? Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. So I started like really young. I think like a lot of uh, British kids do when I was about eight playing like I'm not going to go through it all but start with Games Workshop 40k when I was younger and then fantasy because I was always more interested in fantasy and then after however many years in and out of hobby as you do when you're younger whenever money stumbles by uh, in my 20s when I went to university that was a big change that's when I got into privately oppressed products um, I kind of had a bit of a fallout with Games Workshop. I feel like it's like my angsty like sort of gamer years was like, I'm going to go play something different. Um, so, so I got into Privateer Press products. Uh, played that for a long time. Played Trolls. Um, like all Troll players and like all Orc players in 40k, we never really spread wide. We just go deep into one faction. So <laughs> sort of stereotype myself. Uh, I bought too much of it. But then... Over the last three years, I'd say, is the biggest change, maybe a bit more. Um, I got into uh, like dribs and drabs of little smaller gaming companies. Uh, the last year's probably actually been the biggest. Uh, we started playing like Infinity, and then from Infinity, we went on to like, Malifaux, and then we kind of went got back into Age of Sigmar just to kind of do something different. And then from there, I mean, in front of me now, I have Carnival, Bushido, Malifaux, um, it, it's yeah. I play a lot. I like I like little games, and uh, I like little gaming companies as well. I think it's really interesting the sort of different products. Uh, over the last three years as well, I got into kind of role playing games like D and D. So I think I've kind of calmed down. I still play uh, Private Press a bit more casually because I used to go to events before. But yeah, a, a bit of everything. I would say, in all honesty, too many games. Wild West Exodus. Uh, yeah, I don't want to list them off because it makes me a mixture of like yeah, happy yeah. and sad. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I don't, there's, there's there's so much out there that it's mm. quite hard. I think I think because I I played like exactly the same kind of thing as you about eight eight or nine forty k and then fantasy because again I preferred the fantasy setting and then got back into it as a twenty or so year old and then when they first released Age of Sigma I couldn't stand it so we dropped it completely. Um, and that was when we started looking into the other, mm-hmm. uh, me and my friend Jack, we started looking into other games. 
outside of DW, and it's it's trying to see the wood for the trees. Um, you know, we played Guild Ball a bit. Never played Manifo. Interestingly, interestingly, never played Manifo because Moonstone for me was the first card-based game I played. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, I just just saw today actually on Facebook that it's uh they they've got a release date for uh, third edition Malafo, haven't they? They have indeed. Yes. Um, yeah, which one is, of so I'm quite interesting because I'd heard a few. I know this isn't this isn't a Malafo podcast, doesn't really matter. But um, I know that I know a few people who used to play Malafo and stopped at second edition because they didn't like the changes. So it'd be interesting to see what happens with third edition. Yeah, because I think one of the chaps you play, because I do watch a video, I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna pretend I don't. Uh, one of the chaps you play with, I'm sure he is. He used to have, either have a podcast or do something. He was when yeah, you played Mike. for him, Mike. Yeah, Mike used to. Is, Mike Marshall. Yeah. Yeah, Mike yeah. Marshall used to know, hang around with my friend Greg. And I think I think I might have met Mike at an event. He probably won't remember. It was like a one-off. I went with uh, my friend Gregory Pishkosh to play Malafor. But yeah, it, it's it is an yeah, interesting Mike, game. Yeah, but Mike used to play a lot of Malfo. Uh, mm. I think he, I think he, I, he'll have to correct me, but he, he was one of the ones that stopped at second edition. But he lives just down the road from me, actually. So, um, but we play. Well, we played Moonstone a couple of times. Um, but we also play a bit of a another game called Burrows and Badges. Yeah, a really. I've got yeah. the figures, and they're really lovely for single piece miniatures. They're absolutely beautiful, um, and especially for yeah. the price, it's fantastic. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the, you can buy some of them are like three quid each, which is just so yeah. cheap. Yeah, um, which is something really. I think you know, being one piece and everything, and the the game is really good fun. It's definitely a cam. It's 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 kind of a reimagined, more time style game. It's the, there's very much, it's very much about the campaign. Um, it's quite yeah. good fun. It's quite good fun. It's probably one of my favorite current skirmish games, apart from Moonstone. I would say at the moment, but anyway. Um, so, so it's nice to hear what other games you play because I think it's, it's interesting to hear what people play alongside. I tend to find most people I've talked to play Moonstone do tend to play the smaller games as well. You don't don't get a lot of people to go, oh yeah, I just play forty k and Moonstone. <laughs> that yeah, really happen. yeah, no, I think that <laughs> there's people who play Guild Ball and and Bushido and things as well. It's people who like the skirmish games as opposed to the big. I, I do play forty k and Age of Sigmar, but. I do prefer, prefer the smaller games. So, how did you, um, how did you first get into Moonstone then? With all these other games around. So we, it was before I mentioned it uh, earlier. Well, I mentioned yourself more privately before, but, but I, I am, and I don't want to just advertise it. But I'm going to a little bit. I'm I go to a gaming kind of thing called uh, Gotham to Samaria, and. Mark Tarville, I think we said his name before. I should really remember people's names better, especially when they're lovely and like really got me yeah. into a game. Uh, before we left, one of my friends kind of saw them. The person who runs Gotham to Samaria, Kieran Bradwell, who puts a lot of effort in, basically buys games if he sees them and they even slightly tickle his fancy, they get purchased. So he bought a starter box set and he accidentally bought two. And he said, if my girlfriend yeah. finds out I've bought two, I'm in a lot of trouble who's buying it off me and splitting it. So yeah. my so my friend Darren and I were like, because he bought it on her credit card as well. So uh, so oh dear, we, yeah yeah. So we, so we split it, but we didn't. That was just before we left. So when we got there, we were really interested to play with Mark, and just fell in love with it straight away. I like the kind of, I like a bit of like sort of deceptive mechanics. I like being able to kind of uh, poke a face, 
I don't have a good poker face. I have a very confusing face, I think, and it makes people sort of look at me like, is he lying? I can never tell. And it's that's kind of my strength, I think. Uh, but, yeah, well, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, if you can pretend to lie and people think you are one, it's, it's a great strength in the game. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, go on. Sorry, go on. Uh, yeah, so we played our first game at Gotham Samaria, um, which will be there. We'll have Moonstone there this year because I'm absolutely obsessed with it. So we played our first game and we played um, the one where you like wake up. Oh, see, I'm terrible with names, so I do apologise if I get yeah, names it's wrong. Called, uh, it's called Sleepyheads. We recommend it for, for demoing because it's yeah, like quicker. It's, yeah, so Mark did Sleepyheads with me and my friend Darren Longworth. We played a game of that and it was... It was straight away we were just were laughing the whole way through. I think uh, Mark was laughing at it as well because we played a few games with him because uh, that's all he did all weekend, bless him. He, he did play some of the games with some other people, but Mark really did kind of throw himself um, sort of into it and people were loving it and he was as well, so nearly everyone had a game of it. And I just like all the little mechanics, that, especially with sleepy heads. There was something fun about, you know, playing it in little different ways, like having people come out the houses behind people. We were doing it like that as well. Like just having fun and it and it's so nice to have a miniature game that can be multiplayer as well. And it just feels jovial, like it feels fun. Like it's not I know that sounds daft to say about a miniature game, but like it's it doesn't have any I can imagine you could play this competitively. But there is something nice about having a few beers with a miniature game that after you've had like a stressful day, you kind of push around and just end up laughing. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one of the things that I really love about the game is it because I've, I've run two tournaments myself. Um, and it does work absolutely perfectly well as a, as a competitive game. And I think that we'll, we'll hope we'll hope we're hoping to see a rise in tournament play to the extent that. They'll obviously encourage more people to play, but it is also just really good fun. I think I noticed this because I went to salute with the guys recently and did loads of demos there. I actually met Mark there, which was really nice because I'd spoken to him a lot online, and he actually gave me. Um, if you've watched the the battle reps we've done, you'll notice that our melee deck has got some really cool uh, card sleeves <laughs> from. The Princess Bride, I think it's called. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can't remember what the film's called. Um, and basically, I got those because Mark put on the players' group ages ago that he'd got them, and I was like, "Oh, they're really cool. I, I need to get some." He's like, "Oh, so I got some spare. You can have them." So he just sent me what he had left, which was enough for the melee deck. Um, so that was weird. I was ages. I was a lot like just sort of when the players' group was just starting. It was really nice. It was nice to see him at Salute because we'd spoken a lot online over the group and things about the game and stuff. It was nice to see him and actually got to thank him in person. He's a lovely bloke. So I'm not surprised that you sort of enjoyed the game with him. Um, yeah, think, oh yeah. It has been you know, like one, of the things that's, that, one of the things I think that's um, really attracts people in that sort of friendly side of it, and I, I, I imagine from what you said that you've experienced this in the same way, is that because you have to read your opponent so much more than when you're just rolling dice, you you almost have to build up a kind of relationship with your opponent in the way you're trying to see how they're bluffing and and see what they're doing um, as opposed to just rolling dice because then it's just well it's just luck. Um, I think that's a really interestingly sort of different mechanic in the game as well. Um, yeah. So do you, yeah. do you mainly play it with your friends? Or have you played it? Have you played it with sort of strangers as well? Do you, do you notice the difference? Well, at the moment, I've only played it with friends mainly. 
I would like, I'm hoping with the next uh, Gotham Samaria coming up, I'm going to play against different people. But I, I quite like, yeah, I quite like, that. that is a very good point, this, this exclamation of like, you, you have to interact more. You have to look at someone's face, that whole interaction with like someone else when, you, when you're playing a game like that is, yeah, it is really much more, and it, it does make it much more fun when it's not luck, when it's kind of like, you've had to make a choice you know what I mean? Where especially if you've picked like a, a like if you've gone for like a like a you know a guard or a or a swing. Yes, it is a little bit of luck of the cards you get in your hand, but also like decisions had to be made. So uh, no, I haven't had the chance to play against uh, people who aren't my friends yet, but I really look forward to the day I do get to. Um, I, I hope I, I'm hoping that probably they'll read me like a book. I'll <laughs> be my friends who struggle with my madness where they'll probably think I'm just some buffoon just randomly throwing cards down, which is accurate. Um, but yeah, no. Maybe you can trick people into thinking that. Yeah, that, well, yeah so it's a trick all along. Yeah, I'm actually yeah, yeah. very, yeah. No, not at all. It's actually, I, I it's actually a really me. clever double bluff. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. My life is one really clever double bluff. Yeah. No, yeah. no. <laughs> no, I play goblins for a reason. Um <laughs> I I like I like luck and I like randomness and um yeah, and I think Shabaroom with like a fire spitter basically speaks to me. Um Yeah, you no. Fire spitter is a very is a very powerful combination. There's ways to combat it, but it's it's a it's a powerful combination oh i mean we played when, when, when you're facing tabroon and the fire spitter you have to accept that one of your players is just going to die well i only got the fire spitter recently um he's my first resin i don't know if it was always resin i i did not back the kickstarter i'm, a, I'm one of those people i'm a late like sort of coming into this but i don't know was he always resin or have you got a metal or i think he was always resin because mm. for my understanding of talking to tom about the models and things is that the slightly bigger models needed to be cast in i've always been cast in resin so gotch got his resin yes bold he is, resin because when you cast a big model in metal it shrinks ever so slightly when it when it cools so you lose uh, detail or, or you, you lose part essentially you, you lose some of the design when the metal cools, whereas in resin it doesn't. Now, one, but it works as a percentage, essentially. Mm-hmm. So on really small models, it doesn't make a difference because it's so small anyway. You don't lose anything because in the, in the metal cooling. But with the bigger models, you did because it, it shrinks by a certain ratio or something. He explained it. So all the bigger models have always been resin. I mean, everything is now resin anyway. Everything's resin. Yes, it is. Yes, it is going to be all resin. And it's a newer resin and it's really nice. Um, but uh, so, how, how have you found using the fire spitter? Because I've heard, I hear mixed things about it on the players group. I've only used him a little bit so far, but I really enjoy him. I mean, he's uh, if if we like this is what, so if we get into like the the nitty gritty kind of like uh, ideas behind it, I feel like he is our equivalent of Quarrel. I believe I believe Quarrels are two like a X damage one X times damage, isn't he? I believe. Uh... Uh, He's oh, like plus two, I think. Yeah, well, he's he's a lot of damage. He's like X plus two. I haven't got the book in front of me. I should always remember to bring the book in front of me. Oh, do no, these. don't worry about it. Don't, don't, don't even yeah. worry about it. Like, I, we, 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 roughly, we know the cards. We don't need no, Don't worry about it. We're great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't need book rules. Blah, awful. Um, no, <laughs> I, I really... I, re- I really think he's one of those big damage pieces, which is, is quite nice for the goblins. I feel like the goblins... Um, 
maybe I'm wrong, and I, I don't think I use C6 too correctly, to be honest with you. Um, and I'm still kind of getting into the game. In all honesty, it's still something I'm kind of in uh, baby steps with. I've played about like maybe 15 games. Um, so I'm still kind of, which is quite nice to see, because I'm like, I've quite enjoyed watching yours, obviously seeing all the new stuff coming thanks to your channel as well, um, which is fantastic. Uh, and I, I just I just feel like goblins are a really kind of, they lack, they lack some of the punch, but that doesn't mean completely. It just means they're not going to stick around. They can kind of go in. If you don't choose the right cards, they will disappear. Uh, rapidly they'll just vanish um but yeah, i really like yeah. the fire spitter because he gives you that bit of range and i feel like with shabaroon who's such a valuable toolbox uh it's fun it's he's fantastic yeah. he's also wildly fun like he he requires an exceptional amount of luck basically um like i, I feel like some days shabaroon will be a champion and some days he'll be your worst enemy but that's kind of like the risk you take but he's i mean goblin mischief is brilliant uh yeah. And never mind the teleportation. I quite that's why I quite like C6 Stew with him, because of like constantly giving out extra energy. Um yeah. normally over what I need, but I just like the point that I have a lot of a thing. <laughs> so I, I don't it's not really strategic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. also it, it's it's kind of energy is one of those things in Moonstone is you can't really not have enough. Because mm. even if you don't end up using it, you've scared your opponent into responding in that way. So if C6 is standing is sitting there with five or six energy on him, he's terrifying. So yeah. your opponent's staying away from him. And it's the same with the fire spitter. Even if the fire spitter... I played a game... Actually, it was when I was on the channel when we, we used um, Boris and Jack was using uh, a fire spitter. And he didn't really get to do much. He shot a couple of bunnies, basically, and that was it. But he's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> you just yeah. don't... And what, what the fire spitter does really well for goblins, which they struggle with with, other, with some other models, because like you say, they're not as strong... Yeah, yeah. Board control. You can yeah. sit the fire spitter in the middle of the board, and no one wants to come near him until he's activated because he's just so scary. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those things as well where if if you lose him, like just make sure he goes out with a like. I mean, obviously, oh god, pardon the punch. Make sure he goes out with a bang. Just jam him right in their yeah, faces yeah. if you really want to. Because if he starts getting a low life and you're like, right, I can't be bothered to save him, you could be like, right, who am I going to run him into and just let him die? Because I believe he'll still do damage. Um. So you might as well just throw him to the wolves at that point. This is why I quite like him because when we played it was mainly when I played him was there. Uh, we were having a little fun, like a three-way game of Sleepyhead with some of my friends after like a day of gaming. We wanted to just push some Moonstorm around and have a and have a and have a giggle and um, show one of my other friends the game. And uh, we just kind of like blew each other up and like jumped around and and did loads of silly things. And it's just I think he's just fantastic fun. He is just a. Uh, like he controls the board. He has. If you take it, I also like is uh, two goblins walk into a bar. Is I believe yeah. is probably quite an interesting ability, considering he's like an aggressive piece that he has actually a support option to hand. I mean, yes, it makes goblins easy to hit, but at certain points in the game when you need that one extra energy, that's going to be that's invaluable in a way. Yeah, and and if you're facing against a team against a troop that hasn't got a lot of range, it's not really an issue anyway. So. Because there's some troop builds that you're you're faced against that haven't got a lot of shooting. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's completely. Initially, um, the faction I don't but, play against um, enough is the fairies at the minute. I want to play against more fairies, to, even if it's to my detriment. I I, I think that I want to buy a fairy step one, and I want to play against them more. Yeah, fa fairies are uh, the kind of well since because I I backed the Kickstarter and I and 
it came in two waves. So we got I got the humans and goblins first, mm-hmm. and then and then the fairies and the gnomes came. So I played I played goblins almost entirely to start with, um, and then I play, I've played fairies pretty much since then, apart from obviously the play testing. Yeah, um, fairies are great. I do love I do love my fairies quite a lot. Um, I, I just like they're, the idea they're, of they're one of the harder ones. They're one of the harder ones because they oh. have not a lot of health. So if you're not careful, they, they're just gonna they're gonna drop pretty quickly. With the only with the possible exception of wasp, because yeah. he's immune to critical hits. Um, so you can't just like one shot him with sort of fritz in combat. Because even if he has three falling swings against you, only one of them works. So that can be pretty good. I have been thinking about mixing some of them together. That is something that's been really sort of um, rolling around. I'm like, oh, well, actually, like, I'm just to sort of twist things on the head. I would love to know more about how you've run events. Because um, I think that's something that I don't know. If you, I don't know if you've covered in one of your shows. If I have, if you have, I haven't heard. Uh, so I apologize. So how have they gone? Like, so how have like, if you could you could you give us a brief like skim over that, or is that too much for now? Or no, no, it's fine. I can do that. Yeah, I'm more happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I ran two two tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, both of them ran before the models were available for retail. So the first one I did last August, uh, and it was quite. I mean, what was really convenient is that Tom actually came up for it from Bristol. Um, so he stayed oh. at, and we had a game and then he came to the tournament, which was useful. And one, it was, it was nice for him to come. It, you know, people were really excited to have the designer there. That was great. He also bought a lot of models with him because most people didn't have the models. Yeah, yeah. Because it hadn't been for retail yet. So the only people who backed the Kickstarter or people borrowing my models, basically. So we, a lot of people, use, I think all of my, does anyone use the fairies? Because it's mainly newer people, but all my goblins were used, all my humans were used, and Tom shared out his ones as well. We had six, it was six players in the end, not including me. Which was, I was kind of sad to start with. I didn't get to play in my own tournament, but at the same time, actually, it worked out as a really good idea because there were quite a lot of new people, so I could flip between tables. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that, that went really well. I think it was only six. I expected it to be quite small, again, because the game hadn't been released yet. But everyone really enjoyed it. And it was a really friendly kind of atmosphere, which is what I really hoped for. I didn't want it to be sort of horribly competitive. Um, I wanted everyone to enjoy themselves, especially as a lot of people were new. I mean, there were a couple of people that came that I hadn't played before. They, they arrived half an hour before I demoed it to them, and then they played in the tournament. Um, but they just really enjoyed it. And the venue was really nice. It was a relatively new games venue in Norwich, uh, near where I live, called the Games Table. And it's been really, it's really like crisp and new and clean. And uh, it's a really, really nice venue. And the, the owner's lovely bloke as well. So that really helped. And then I've run several demo days there as well, which again have all gone quite well. The most recent one I did um, when. Moonstone came out for retail. I did kind of a launch, so he was one of the first shops to get it mm-hmm. in the store. So we did kind of a launch day. Um, so I went down for a whole day and demoed, and that was I was actually quite surprised how many people came because um, obviously like the, the tournament stuff had been sometimes had been a bit of a scrape to try and get enough players, but actually I, I was demoing solidly all day, um, which was really good, and quite a few people played and what was really nice they, they played the game with me and then they went and bought something in the shop um so it was nice that he was getting the owner was getting something out of it as well 
Um, yeah, that's exactly. I didn't do a second. Thing. Which is kind of because I want him to be able to promote it, but he's only going to promote it if he's going to sell it. Exactly. Um, so yeah, you both like you know scratch scratch each other's backs. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I did. I did run. I kind of. I ran another tournament in December. Um, now I'd arranged a tournament, um, and then my second child was born. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so, essentially, well, congratulations. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, that was in December. Um, thank you. Uh, well, he wasn't actually born yet, but my wife had to go to hospital, so, oh, um, okay. so, so, I, so I had to look after the other one. So I couldn't actually attend that tournament, but my friend Jack covered for me very well, and um, that went that went well as well as far as I as far as I know. It was enjoyable. Sure. Um, other events I'd done. Went to Games Expo with them last year. That was the first time okay. I met Tom and Richie. That was the, the whole three days. That was really good fun. Um, it was it was quite tiring because we were just on our feet for three days in a row. But that was really good. And then obviously went to salute this year. That was what a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, that was really good fun. And I just I wasn't prepared for how busy we were going to be at all. I don't think Tom and Richie were necessarily either. I think they knew it was going to be busier than the Games Expo where it was fairly busy. But at Salute, we had two tables running. I was demoing pretty much solidly until I had a lunch break. And then there was another bloke called um, Paul... I can't remember his second name now. Paul Gothard, I think his name is. And Mark came up. Hello? All day and often to... It was, it was almost always two people were demoing it to. So every, both take, it wasn't me playing against someone else. Hmm. It was two or three people at a time being demoed to, doing sleepy heads. So each game was only about half an hour and we were just absolutely piling it on. Um, oh, but anyway, it was got a really good reception. People really liked it. What was really helpful is that Tom had commissioned a new demo board. Um, I don't know if you saw any of the pictures. Yes, it was. It was very, it was like very handsome. It's, it's, it's an incredible board. And that actually really helped. People saw it from, a, from sort of the other side of the room and were like, come over just to see the board because it looks so cool from a distance. And then we'd give them a demo, and then they went and bought something. <laughs> so it really achieved what it was supposed to achieve, really. Um, but yeah, no, the events have gone really up. I mean, the, the game, I've not demoed it to someone yet who's not liked it. Um, everyone who's played the game has really enjoyed it. Um, not everyone's gone and bought it, but, which is fine, but everyone's enjoyed it, so they have definitely gone well. Um, and I've got a few more events coming up soon. So there's a, a local gaming event called Dicini, um in Norwich on Bank Holiday Monday, which um, I'm doing doing that as well. And I'll and I'll be arranging a tournament in August again um, at the same venue. No rest so for the wicked. That, hopefully that'll be busier because <laughs> it's been out of retail and, and more people. I know I know more people in the area who have bought into it. So hopefully that'll I can get sort of ten, twelve people, which would be good. But yeah, no, they've gone really well. Sorry, that, that was just all about me then. But <laughs> no, absolutely not, because like I am really interested. In, so when you run a tournament, do you just play the standard kind of Moonstone drop, um, like scenario? Just because, like, I imagine when a lot of people out there like hear about tournaments, I'm, I'm always thinking of like, what scenario are we playing? Are you just do the standard drop and then go from there. At the moment, we've I've only ever done yeah the two, the two tournaments. Yeah. So I think four tournaments have been done so far, Muta, and, and you you play the standard scenario. Mm-hmm. The tournament organizer does the drop on every table. So I I did the drop on every table. Perfect. And both players have both both players have a chance to call Mulligan 
Um, and that's and that worked. There was no issues with it at all. Um, that was absolutely fine because yeah, that, that just did work absolutely fine. And you have a ninety. Basically, you you do the moonstone drop. Everyone deploys. Then you start a ninety-minute clock. Perfect. Yeah. And, everyone, and everyone runs on the same clock. Yeah, um, at the tournament that I was actually present at, the first one, not a single game went over time. Didn't have I think it was quite game. difficult. Yeah, especially in skirmish games with like, because uh, I imagine you're playing uh, all six models. You play five. Five. Sorry. Five. Five. Makes five. That's a little bit shorter. Basically, you, you you could probably do six v six, but then I think you would run the risk of running out of time. Whereas the five v five, um, you didn't. I mean, in the official um tournament rules tom wants to bring in draftings so you can't have duplicate characters on the on the board um i obviously didn't play that in the tournaments that i've run because none of people have got the models so it'd be harder i think yeah. in the future you could do where you could bring you bring 10 and you play with five um and you probably choose either commonwealth dominion or or lesher vault uh to play with and you, you have to play that faction um I did it. Well, I had originally planned to do it at the tournament that you could bring six models and play with five, but actually, in the end, it was just five for everyone because that's how the models needed to be shared out. Um, but I think in future tournaments, I'll say you can bring six or seven and then play with five. Um, so you can oh, choose five. Really so, so, say if you know you're playing against, for example, if I was a um, human player, knowing I'm going to go up against fairies, I'm probably not going to bother taking flintlock. Because he's terrible oh. against fairies. Because he's only ever got one card for his for his gun. Pretty much only ever got one card, so it's pointless. Um, so it gives people that little bit of choice to cater their their troops against what they think they might be facing better. Um, but yeah, yeah, I hope we just do more tournaments. Um, certainly, because I want I want the game to be seen as as a possible competitive game as well as an enjoyable game. Of course, yeah, I think that's I think if you get the cover because. That's something we've kind of been discussing as well. We, we want to cover both bases with any any game or any event. It's it's interesting because one of the things we found, one of the reasons uh, we started kind of Gotham and stuff like that was because, um, like you said, like you had the, the tournament day, you normally get like a few less people. And I think it's the timid, like, and I don't mean timid nature of game, that's not fair. But in a way, it's true. When, when someone says tournament, I think it instantly starts putting connotations in people's heads. Which absolutely not, yeah. absolutely not true. Like if people hear tournament, like I think they should just go along and like just like just plunge in because trust me, like like you said, those two players who they really came, did a demo, and then played, like that's what tournament should be about. Like you don't need to be the best player there. It doesn't matter if you lose every game. It's just that you came and it's just a way to play a lot of games in a short amount of time, and then someone fancily gets to get called the winner. You know what I mean? It's yeah, uh, yeah. That's how I always see tournaments. They're just a way to fit a lot of games into to a nice space of time uh, and meet loads of different people and like have some fun um yeah you want to win like everyone does but it's that whole thing of like you know uh you know so uh some people want to win some people i mean i'm not really a winner if I, i'd rather I, I don't care who wins or who loses but that's like me personally it's it's nice to win some games but uh yeah there we go but i think it's, I think yeah, it's great I- yeah, yeah, no, I agree completely. I used to, the only the only other game I've really done tournaments with is I play. I used to do a lot of guild ball tournaments, go to a lot of guild ball tournaments, um, and I, I enjoyed them a lot at first because they were quite friendly. Um, but actually, I was 
unfortunately, I got completely put off the game because I went to a tournament. And yeah, and what was that for? People with Guild Ball. Guild Ball? Mm, yeah, Guild Ball, Guild Ball's a funny one with that one. I agree, because Guild Ball's got a kind of a really rough learning curve at first. It's one of those games which is really, really... F- I enjoy Guild Ball still. I think it's one of those games which is... I don't play it competitively, I don't play it a lot, but I still like to play against a few of my friends casually. And I did used yeah. to play in tournaments um, for Guild Ball as well. Uh, but I agree, like, if you have a few rough fishermen games... And someone's very, very... Because it is about very controlled movement. So it can be a bit like, okay, fair enough. Like, You know what I mean? If you get someone who really wants to win, it can be quite uncomfortable for someone who's just came to push some figures around and have a giggle. So I can understand that problem there. But I will say I do like Guild Ball. It it is a good game. I I just advise people out there, if you get into Guild Ball, it's kind of like War Machine. I would say be prepared for accurate measurements and don't be surprised if people... Uh, like a bit confused if you're not as accurate as they are. So that, that's like, but I think that's a fair warning. Like if you go into a community, if that's not your cup of tea, then don't go into that community. And I absolutely agree with that. Like if you, because I think they have like a little skirmish version at the moment, which might be a bit more their people's style if you like the figures. Um, but yeah, there we go. Yeah, I'm not I'm not up to date with particularly with Gilbert anymore. I think I got a bit frustrated because they kept changing the cards. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's very yeah. it's very like it's kind of like Warmer Hordes and Sid. Like the CID process, where they will keep changing the cards, uh, like a rattling them, altering them. Um, I I leave Guild Ball on the shelf of. I have a few friends I play it with, um, and I will gladly give people the game if they like. Uh, but I'm not. I enjoy it when I play it, but it doesn't get me excited anymore. Yeah, um, I think that's about the same. No, at least not. I mean, I I, I guess it's. I mean, diff, I don't know, but. but. I play so much Moonstone now because I, I, I do, <laughs> yeah, I do, yeah. I do play testing like with the channel and everything, and I helped out quite a lot with the Kickstarter. And I, I, Moonstone's become quite a central part of my gaming. That, um, and maybe in two years' time it won't be, and, that, and that's fine. But um, right now, oh yeah, other, other games, other games have kind of fallen to the wayside a little bit. Um, but that's fine. I don't, I don't, you know. That's just how it is with gaming. You, you yeah, I absolutely got... agree. I think I think that gives you a better because um, this is one of the things like uh, I've played. I've played a lot of different games now, and one thing I would say to any gamer out there, uh, you should definitely go try play different games. You should go play try play. Like there's some games out there that I know that for like so for, say, for example, I still play a bit of Age of Sigma or whatever. You're looking at like twenty five pound for like a unit, which is like one fifth of your army. I know in some 40k armies that will be the case. I think there's probably still a box of a, some sort of marine you can buy, which is like a thousand points, um, because because it will never change. Um, it will just get fancier gold trimming on it. And then, but, but like if you look at like 21 pound for three models, that's 50 percent of your like over 50 percent of your force. Like if you get six models, if you're playing a five model game, then you know what I mean. It's like you've got choices already. So I think Moonstone is like yeah. one of those games which has got a really nice buy-in. It's got really fun mechanics. Yeah, it's it's got a, a nice. It asks some really good questions of yeah. It's and it's also the models are beautiful. I, w- I would really recommend people have a look and get their hands on the models. It, they are absolutely fantastic. Yeah. The interesting thing for me is that when I backed the original Kickstarter, is I backed it having not looked at the gameplay at all. 
I backed it purely on the models. I didn't even care what the game was like when I first backed it. And then I started playing the game and realised that's awesome as well. Was that just um, Doug? Was it just Doug when you all there? Was it just like a picture of a goblin uh, on a pug as a knight? And you're uh, like, oh, I'm I did like it. I also liked um, the fairies were what really attracted me most of all to start with. Um, I did like Doug. Doug Doug's, Doug's been the sort of picture boy of Moonstone for a bit, while. Yeah. I think he will be. Yeah. But, um, but in saying that, with some of the new Leshevok characters, I think some of them will become quite... Um, oh, yeah. Boris active. and... Um... Boris, certainly. But, you know, but, you know, having a character called Boris the Bunny Summoner, is, I think he's going to be quite iconic in, in Moonstone, certainly. Absolutely. Um, so, actually, it, moving on from that a little bit, uh, I'm interested to know, we talked a little bit about... Maybe, maybe the answer just the fire space, and that's fine, but who's your favourite character? Shabaroom. I am... It's, it's, a, it's a multi-layered thing. One, he's mental. Like, it, there's in, like, the model is based around a crazy goblin covered in, like, fungus. So if I go for that thematic purpose, it's... It, I, I love him. He's the first yeah. model I painted. And my models are... I did put them in the, uh, the Moonstone Players group. Um, they're very, very... Like, the green is, like, venomous green. I quite like painting things silly. And I've really had a lot of fun painting these. Um, I like Goblin Look. I think Goblin Mischief is fun. And I also like Trads Combobulate. They're a bit risky, but when they go off, they're fantastic. Don't get me wrong, if anyone hits Shabaroom, he will disappear <laughs> like like so much dust. But I just think he's I think he's brilliant, like all the options he brings. Uh he's one of my favorite models. Absolutely. What about you? What's yourself? What's your, what uh what is your kind of piece? Uh well my favorite character, I would say my favorite one pre Leshevolt is Diana. Which is a bit tricky because she's not available at the moment. She was only available in the original Kickstarter. Well, which one's Diana? That one? The Diana Queen of the Fae. Oh, um, yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. I think you could buy her, actually, from the web store for a bit. It's not, she's not available anymore because she's about yeah. to be... Quite soon, she'll be releasing it in a box set with two other fairies. Oh. Um, the reason... And I've said this, actually, in a previous podcast, I think. And I've definitely said it on channel at some point. One of the reasons she's my favourite is because in that original Kickstarter, um, as we will have seen on the newer Kickstarter, the Leshevot one, we got to vote on a character. Um, I don't know who the other ones were, I can't remember now. And I voted for Diana to be to be made. So the fact that she then won and was made, you had, you had a kind of a connection with her. Um, yeah, yeah. She's course, also, yeah. in a similar kind of way to Firespitter, actually, if you play her well, she's absolutely disgusting. Um, <laughs> but if you play her badly, then she'll die really quickly. Because like, like all the fairies, she's only got, I think, six health. Um, she's got slightly less energy than the other fairies. She's only got four, but her spells are absolutely horrible. Yeah, um, so, yeah she has. That's absolutely right. You, I've got. I've loaded it up on my computer screen, so I can. Uh, so she does have. She has six health with four energy, and uh, yeah, she has some pretty feed. Feed on fear is and horrific visions. I think are the yeah. two spells. Yeah. So on fear means she gets to steal energy. I think. Oh, yeah, it is. Target, so X, uh, red or purple. Pink, uh, a colour that any male with their colour blindness will struggle with. <laughs> um, target loses X energy. Uh, then distribute that much energy among fairies uh, within six inches of the target. Catastrophe, this target suffers two wounds. That's pretty good, isn't it? Like, so stealing includes, energy. Uh, 
that includes her too, so it's not other fairies. Yeah. It's fairies. Oh, you are what? right. That much energy among fairies, yeah, not other fairies. Fairies, yeah. Yeah, so it's, yeah, so it's, it's her. I, I usually use it for her. Um, steal some energy off them and then blast them with. Um, oh, cost one as well. Oh, <laughs> you got. A... As long as you get one back into the cost of anything, if you get two back, you gain one. I have, I've, I've used her to kill the, the vicious midget in one go, um, with horrifying visions before. Um, oh, yeah, target stuff is X plus one damage. Oh. And it's magical as well, so it gets two people's mm. on. Um, what I do with Diana whenever I play Diana is I, I now I'll always play her alongside Gotka because she's a noble. So his ability, he's got an ability called Bodyguard, I think it's called, um, where basically he can take the wounds for a noble for them. So if he ends up being in combat and she gets hit by someone, oh. he, takes the, he takes her wounds for her. So it means basically that she's a lot harder to kill. And oh, I just, I, that's very... I like that. That so is a very good combo, means, isn't it? It means you can push her up a bit more and cast those horrible spells without worrying about her getting hit in return. Um, I mean, you know, again, there's there's counters to that. You kill Gotka first. <laughs> so you just, you yeah, just but... fight him. You, you know, you, you fire your, your crossbow at him instead because he's easier to hit and stuff. But um, it does mean that she's usually safe for a couple of turns. Yeah. And if Diana's been safe for a couple of turns, she's probably hurt you quite a lot in that time as well. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that is that is. I, I, I do you know what it is? It's those little things that I've been looking out for. That's kind of been my because I know they were saying with the with the new Kickstarter they're looking more at rather than just being like because I think you've even said like goblins seem very everyone seems a little bit insular at the moment, but I don't know if that's true. I think some things are, but I believe that they said with the next one we're going to be seeing a bit more reference to like like rogue fairy you know or like just venturing out into more neutral words sorry like rogue or wizard or so on and so forth yeah yeah so what what we've what you what almost everyone will have found with the original kickstarter Mm -hmm. essentially with the four the four fact not actually fact the the two fact commonwealth and dominion but with the four kind of groups that came out the humans Mm -hmm. gnomes fairies and goblins is generally speaking they all just played well together so yeah yeah you tended to play humans, you tended to play fairies uh, or gnomes or goblins because most of the abilities were friendly goblin or friendly fairy or friendly gnome or friendly human. Um, whereas with, with firstly with the Kickstarter, so with the Leshevolt coming in, which some of them are first start, some of them quite a few cross factions. There's ones that are Leshevolt and Commonwealth or Leshevolt and Dominion. And you'll also find out, I don't want to say too much about this because I'm not one who gets to release this stuff, but um, there's also a, about 15 other characters at least being released this year. Um, at least 15, if not more than that, 20 maybe. Um, what we'll find with when, when those ones come out is that human build, that gnome, that will be completely gone. It'll very much be I'm playing Commonwealth, I'm playing Dominion, or I'm playing National because the keywords change. So like, like as you just mentioned, there's, there's ones that play friendly rogue there's a there's a pirate build which is made up of goblins and humans um there's uh what's what tom calls the pacifist build so that's a that's a troop of players that actually aren't particularly good in combat but they have exceptional board control so they can just they can they can move the opponent around loads or they can move themselves around loads so you go and grab a moonstone and then you can push people away from you and things like that so you don't actually try and kill anyone you just have ways of stealing moonstones and stealing territory, basically. Um, yeah. And that's much more... I think that 
we've kind of led, led a bit of a privileged life so far with the first four lots that have come out in that you aren't playing fairies. Well, there's only six to choose from. So I'll take those six. <laughs> or maybe have got to go, or maybe have Boulder, but basically you've had quite an easy choice. Mm-hmm. Whereas when these new ones start coming out, it's going to make... It's, it's a nice choice to have. It's a nice situation to be in. But it's going to be a lot harder to pick a kind of um, a six that you just want to play because there's going to be so much choice. Um, yeah, because recently I've been looking over the fairy cards and, and there is some now, even now I can see um, that, you know, like, so, a t- uh, oh, I'm going to, here we go, let's begin the murder of names. Tito? Tito, yeah. Yeah, Tito. Obviously, Tito. I imagine she has some abilities which, um, but like misdirection is good in any anyone's list. Do you know what I mean? Like, of, of, I mean, it is cost four, but move target enemy model three uh, three inches. That's still yeah. like um, that's still good no matter who you are, where you're from, sort of thing. So, uh, and so that yeah. So basically, I think I think the one that people out there is maybe would you say start buying these fairies? And if you're a goblin player. Would that be like- yeah well there's, there's certainly some fairies that can still play well with goblins um because there's a, there's a few like wasp won't play particularly well with fairies mm-hmm. well not so with goblins i mean goblins, he will because yeah. he plays himself but he's got an ability called raid which benefits other fairies yeah so it just means you play with goblins he can't use that one ability same with diana because her you know she can give energy to other Oops. fairies so she is perfectly good in goblins but she's not going to be as useful um, so the other one that could be useful if you want to have two healers, like Freya, can still be quite useful because her abilities aren't mm. aren't only. She could still be quite useful. Tito definitely. Tito is probably the best Moonstone carrier in the game, um, because of arcane reflection and because she has an astonishing amount of energy. Um, the most in the game, she has six. So mm. even if she's carrying a Moonstone, it can only dog two. She can still step six times and move eight inches, uh, which no one else who's carrying a moonstone can do apart from, um, well, the possible exception is Brother Daniel, because he can chuck people around all over the board, but most people can't move that far. Um, uh, other fairies, uh, I mean, Sil- Silver Tongues is, would be yeah. good in a goblin build, just because Silver. he can just mess up with your opponent so much. Yeah, just, exactly. He's, one yeah. The, he's just so horrible because of mind control. Exactly. I mean, he does have Whisper Secrets, which is specifically fairy, but the way I see it, like, say, for example, you're playing a Goblin Force, and you took Silver Tongue and Freya instead of, say, I don't know, like, for my person, I'd probably drop, like, Vicious Midget, Vicious Midget, Vicious, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I take Vicious Midget, and, like, I could drop Beaky Bobby because I'm already bringing another healer, so then, all of a yeah. sudden, he could use uh, Whispered Secrets if he wants, he could put it on you know the healer or so on and so yeah. forth i think it's because i quite like doug just to go get moonstone um other than that i i feel yeah, like what's doug's got, life um, well doug i don't know if you see i don't know if they if they're up yet or if we've we have done a game i think doug's being slightly improved um in mm-hmm. in an FHG. so he'll i don't know if that's come out yet i can't remember i, I know tom won't mind me saying because he's, he's already been on one of our battle reports the improved version um, so he, he Doug is being improved because he wasn't really hitty enough. Considering he's supposed to be a knight with a big mm-hmm. lance, he couldn't really hurt anyone enough. So his damage output has been improved a bit. Um, mm-hmm. It's still in playtesting, obviously, at the moment, but I think it'll probably stay as it is. Um, 
So he will be able to do it. But, but what what you've got in particular with Doug, and if you have seasick as well, is that brings in really good ball control. A massive ball control. Because they've both got massive three-inch melees. So what you can do, they're really good with a fire spitter because you put them sort of in front of the fire spitter, but sort of about six inches, six or seven inches apart. And it means that anyone that tries to, to walk in between them to get to the fire spitter gets stuck in their melee zones. I think I think um, I worked this out because it's three, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. It's like say thirteen. They, they they can nearly fill up like fourteen inches of the board, really, including like base yeah, size. Uh, that is yeah. that is it's, a yeah. Because yeah. Doug's got forty mil base as well, so he's he can fill a bigger base size. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're really good for board control, and also C six. Although C six being nerfed a little bit. Um, because we realised his damage output was a bit too good. Um, yeah, but he's still going. He's still going to be be plenty good. But he he we send, he, he he sort of can murder Baron Fancy Hat in one go, and that's not really supposed to happen. <laughs> I have no luck in combat. I have no luck in combat. I am I am the worst. I'm not even going to lie. Every time I draw cards, I feel like I've got a hard. They won't expect me to pick this card this turn, and, and my opponent won't even have looked. He will have gone. I'm just going to play this one, and and I've picked the like you know. The critical like success for him, I'm so bad. So I think I've gone for an actually more passive game because I can bluff my magic, but I can't pick a good melee fight. <laughs> well, well, melee is, is certainly the riskier one to go for anyway. Unless, mm. unless they're, unless you've got a longer melee than them, which case you're safe. But you know, arcane is certainly the safer one because if you haven't bluffed, you, you exactly it's going to happen. There's no negative consequence. You know, if you just because obviously with the arcane, if you don't get the cards you want, you can just go actually I'm not gonna play it and not take the risk. You can you can be completely risk averse with arcane and just yeah. always tell the truth, and therefore you're always going to be safe. It means you won't get as many abilities off, but you can play it. You can play it safe. Whereas in melee, you can play it safe by playing defensive cards all the time and hoping for a counterattack. But that's quite a risky game because if you just play the defensive card and they play the, the attacking card that's doing it against it, you're still gonna die. <laughs> Um, exactly. So melee, which kind of makes sense, doesn't it? If you're trying to fire a spell off, and you and you're, you know, if you're actually a wizard, and you realize you're going to fail it, and you decide to just not to stop, just stop blowing up, then that's safe. But if you go into combat with something, you don't know what's going to happen. You know. Yeah, exactly. And I think uh, is so it that, that Tom is actually a fencer, isn't he? He is actually a bit of a. He does. I think he does fences like a. He doesn't do fencing. He does actual sword fighting. Yeah, that's uh, a good. Uh, yeah. Um, my, he he does, he does, yeah, we were talking about it before. I can't remember what he what he calls it. It's essentially it's medieval sword fighting. He uses I think proper it's the, the German one, isn't it? Because there's like my friend Kieran does it around here. They they got talking about it, and he was telling me about it's like a German. They, it's it, fencing is like just a rough me me just going like yeah it's boys playing with swords but yeah they have a great time but they're all accurate moves like they're the correct like. High guard, and I quite like that element. Like coming from someone who has enthusiasm for it and putting these in is really interesting. Yeah, I, th- I think you can tell that that the melee system mm. has been developed by someone that kind of knows what they're doing. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah. I mean, talking to him, there's no such thing as actually a high guard, but um, that's just a word that he used to make it simpler for people who don't do sword fighting, <laughs> like uh, me. Yeah, who just assumed that that probably yeah, was and, a and thing. Like yeah. me. You know, <laughs> yeah, it, I like, don't. It's 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 visual though, isn't it? You can imagine someone. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, the words are very well chosen. Works, works well. Um, 
It's also nice that he didn't just go kind of high guard, middle guard, low guard, or yes. you know, high attack. He's come up, you know, falling swing, sweeping cut, thrust, you know, yeah. rising attack. They're they're kind of they they give it a bit more than just low attack, high attack, middle attack, which is just a bit dull. <laughs> so yeah. I'm glad he put. I don't know if they are proper names or not, but put a bit of thought into what to actually call the attack. Because then you can sweep and cut. You can imagine them sweeping their sword across to try and push the blade out of the way rather than just a middle guard. So I think that was really well done as well. There was one thing I did want to ask. Let me just, I can't find the questions now. Um, yeah. So we've gone through favourite favorite, um, character. And I, I'm interested, because I always like to hear anecdotes of games and I, and I like to tell my own anecdotes maybe, maybe it's because I like to tell my own anecdotes of games I've had but do you have any particular fun or um, in particular funny anecdotes from things that have happened in games Moon oh, I'm, there's probably been something I've done which is impressively stupid but <laughs> um, yeah I feel like I'm trying to think of when we were like because I remember the last time we played, uh, one of the times where I got one of my friends the most agitated, but we kind of started laughing at him quite a lot, was um, uh, Shabaroon's ability to uh, trigger a catastrophe on someone. Yeah. Uh, now, we probably we could have been doing this wrong. I have not looked into it further, but Billy, one of his catastrophes is you can't move. Yeah. So I just kept him in place with Shabaroon for one game so like it, it my friend was then for like he every time he sees shabaroon he hates him so we, i was saying we're having that little playful game at like at a club one night and when we finished playing and as soon as i play shabaroon on the board he was like everything just goes around it's like it, that is like like to my little anecdote it's like as soon as he sees shabaroon he's like you it's like <laughs> like shabaroon's like ah <laughs> screeches and like runs <laughs> Uh, he, he even he even ran. Um, what's the big fella called? The drunk one. He ran uh, um, uh, to like Fritz, just straight at him. Fritz saw Shabaroon and was like, "You." <laughs> it was yeah. like, so we're just playing this game where I'm trying to get Shabaroon away from Fritz, while Fritz is just like, "Come back, you bastard!" <laughs> and I'm like, "No, leave me alone. I'll make you go sit still." <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. "Yeah, it really, really annoyed him making the goat sit still." That's one of my favorite things. If I can, like, slightly, I feel like that's why I like Shabaroon, because if I can troll people, like, irritate them a little and do silly things, I normally do that. That's why I feel like Shabaroon's my spirit animal or spirit guide. Well, I think, I think you definitely, definitely like fairies then, because fairies yeah. do a lot of troll. I mean, obviously, you've got the typical silver tongue who can literally control. Oh, that people, is. The... Which is horrible, <laughs> but. You know, it's, it's that thing you my, want to do to other people but not have done to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, facing him is quite horrible. Well, the, the best way to combat um, Servatung is with Gradic, the gnome, because you can make him forget stuff. So, oh, in the, I, think la- I, think it's, I think it's the last game that me and Jack played. Um, I managed to go first quite often, and I would just move Gradic up and make... So, because it's just a, it, it's not an arcane ability; it's, it's, it's an active one, so you can just cast it. And I think three, two or three turns in a row, I made him forget mind control. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I can't use it. But on the flip side of that, I've also played a game against Jack because Jack tends to be more of a known player, and I was just trying trying out a different build. Um, and I managed to use. I wanted 
to use Silvertongue to make Quarrel forget his crossbow. I uh, no, to, to make Quarrel fire his crossbow at someone, because it only costs one. I can make him five, but I couldn't get in range with him. So I did instead, but I was in range of Graddock. So I made Graddock cast Forgetfulness on Quarrel instead. <laughs> <laughs> he mind-controlled oh. Graddock to make Graddock tell Quarrel to forget how to fire his crossbow for a turn. <laughs> That's so rude. Which I like is, that. Like, oh, I never saw that coming. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's horrible. Um, oh my god! But, so uh, yeah, Silver Tongue is Silver Tongue is probably the yeah certainly the fairy at the moment who can mess with you the most. Um, there's a new one coming called Belladonna, who's yeah, pretty so, hot. Because we got a board um, on the model. Because I did I did back the recent Kickstarter, um, and it was like a vote between. It was a different aesthetic, really, wasn't it? Yeah, that that was um, Gwendolyn. Oh, was it? Sorry. Sorry yeah, that's fine. Well, that's, that's Gwendolyn, who's, um, yeah, she's a fairy priestess as well. Um, the one I'm talking about is called Belladonna. She's not, wasn't part of the Kickstarter. She's just being released, I don't know when, uh... but this time of this year. She's got, um, she's a rogue as well. So you play her in a rogue build, which is really good. She's got a couple of really cool abilities. One, she can swap places with a rogue within 12 inches. Uh-huh. Which is great. If you've gone and grabbed a couple of moonstones with her, she can just leg it behind you then. Sort of place of someone really far away, which has also got her most horrible ability is called Drop a Nightshade. And it's one of those abilities where you can use different colors. So you, the red, blue, and green all do something. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll do wounds, they'll do uh, damage, they'll do like, remove energy. One of them, I think the pink one mean, means that the person, you, your car, it's only got a one inch range, so you have to get into combat with them. But you can make them move four inches and then attack someone, which is horrible. But the worst, really, probably the worst one, the catastrophe of Drop of Nightshade is that both Belladonna and the person that she's cast on both die. What? Oh, they're both just they're both both slain immediately. <laughs> so <laughs> just removing a really key. So it'd be great against Shabaroon, for example. No, yeah, no, don't do it. She's, I would do this. I would do that to myself. Yeah. Losing movement loads of movement because she can ignore obstacles she's got loads of energy you can just go and sit in it and, and of course she's minus two to hit with arcane abilities because she's a fairy because they're all to evade yeah, so she'd be quite, she wants to sacrifice you know sacrificial lamb just charge her at Shabaroon try and get drop a nightshade off try and get the catastrophe and just murder she'll die as well but you just kill Shabaroon in one oh, go no, never, <laughs> so everyone your, out there never do that to Shabaroon it's, it's a bad idea know, yeah. And then leave Shabaroon alone. He's innocent. He did nothing. To... He is... <laughs> literally everyone I play against now. As soon as they see Shabaroon, because they know the things like the silly things he can do, and I think it'll be the same with Silver Tongue if you play Silver Tongue. Anyone who has any manipulative, any energy giving, or kind of abilities, like a really good toolbox, especially if they're soft, like they will go for them. But I imagine getting Silver Tongue is a lot harder than because Shabaroon. You could probably just shoot him. He's only minus one of eight. But getting yes, someone like Silvertongue with minus two. Yeah, he, well, Silvertongue's also got the ability that Mary's got where they ignore obstacles. So he can get behind cover easier. He's got more energy. Um, mm. So, yeah, no, I would say Silvertongue's probably harder to get, potentially. Um, of course, the best, probably the best counter to Shabaroon is Brother Daniel. Um, he's got oh, a bit of, your fair self yeah, in, in model form. It, it is, it is myself in model form. So it's quite fun. But um, he can teleport someone. So if as long as you've given him the extra energy, which then there's several ways you can do that with new characters, 
He could, yeah. for example, teleport Baron von Fancy Hat to go and stand next to Chabaroon. <laughs> what? No, no, that's my stick. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. Or yeah. if he gets close enough, he can teleport Chabaroon to go and sit by someone else so he's nowhere near anyone. Oh, <laughs> um, so, he, so, he, so he, he's the one that's he's a good, a good counter to Chabaroon. I think Chabaroon, to some extent, again, actually, Chabaroon is one of those people. Models that's probably led, led a bit of a charmed life up till now, because oh. it's not—it's been hard to counter him, except possibly with fairies, because he can sit behind people and just stand there and be a nuisance. Whereas yeah, actually, he... there's new characters coming that he'll find that harder to do, because um, there's what... characters that can move the enemy around that can draw them in, for example. Uh-huh. Um, um, like Agatha is actually quite a good counter to him because she can do. Um, can't what the ability called, but she can draw people towards her. Is that one of the witches? No, that's uh, Agatha's one of the hum- humans. She's alongside Fritz. Um, in oh, the, in the, oh, the barmaid. Uh, the barmaid, yeah. The barmaid, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. In Tumbledown Tum- Street. Agatha, Street yeah. She, yeah, she can make people come towards her, so she can move Shabaroon towards her all the time. And one of the things as well, sorry to just talk about Shabaroon, but actually I really like him as well. He's one of my favourites. But... <laughs> One of the things you do find with Shabaroon, though, is he often activates quite early because you want to get Goblin Mischief off and give out some more energy, and that means yeah. you need to activate early. Um, so once he's activated, well, he's fine then, then you can go after him. <laughs> so oh, the, yeah. the, you, you can wait till he's activated and then blast him or something. Oh, yeah. Um, he's, a, he's, so a very kill, he's a very killable. He's a goblin with six wounds. Uh, with with one with one melee, if you can get anywhere him in melee, he's just he's just dead. Yeah. Unless he gets high guard and manages to t- like blip away, and then he disappears. Uh, he's one he's one definitely that if you need to if if you can is to leave one energy on him so he can draw two more cards in melee and hopefully get the high guard. Um, yeah, because that one melee. Uh, let me tell you, I've I've, I've um yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's rough when you're opponent. I think I think he, when I talk about my friend hating him, I think Fritz even intimidated him. So I had to show him the one card I had. The one card you had, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was just like, yeah, get wrecked. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Shabaroon screeches internally. Yeah, yeah, I think I think there's not one model in this game I don't find interesting, and I think brings something. Um, uh, even even like with if, if you, like I think Doug's a really good fetcher, like. Uh, just, just the digger ability, because I like trying to get him up the board. Just dig as much moonstone up as I can with him, and then just get him out. Like, just get him out of there. Like, he served his purpose. He's like my big caddy. So yeah. Yeah, no, he, no, Doug's definitely a good moonstoner because he because a digger. Uh, the oh. risk is obviously le- leaving him exposed, but then that's the good thing with Chabaroon, isn't it? You can transcombobulate him out. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I mean, and then you've got the hardest wizard in the world, which for, for the goblins, I always think is Grub, who's like a four melee wizard with like <laughs> who just goes yeah, around no, start and fights with people. Yeah, yeah, and and of course, all his damage is magical as well. So even if you're like Ban of Fancy Hat, he's quite scary because he gets straight through your armor. Oh yeah, he doesn't. Uh, and with goblin and with um with the the bug spray against fairies as well. Yeah, I think that's quite good against her because it ignores evade stats or cover. Yeah, it's yeah. quite good against them too. Yeah, no, he's pretty cool. He's got um, he's got a reincarnation of him coming out soon as well. It's quite fun. Because you know his background? No, not fully. No, he was. Uh, I think I don't think he used to be a goblin at all. He he. And I have to check this again now because I don't know. I don't know exactly. No, right, wild but speculation. He, do it. Go for it. Basically, he was a gardener. 
he was a gardener who wanted to be better at gardening. So he prayed to some gods to make him a better, like make him more in tune with nature. So they turned him into a bug. <laughs> See, uh, that, um, perfect. Basically, he's in, essentially he's actually in lava form at the moment. <gasps> oh my god, I'm so happy. And, and that's all I'm going to have to say because I can't. Oh. I can't I can say anymore. But basically, <laughs> I just he's in lava. This. Form. So oh. he's gonna you know, he's gonna undergo some kind of transformation at some point, which is quite cool. Do you know, what um, he'll still still play grub, but he'll get he'll, he'll still he'll still get to play grub, but yeah, um, he'll have an alternative grub, grub two point yeah. yeah, I have an, Im- an image though of like a bug's life where the caterpillar finally becomes a butterfly, and it's just a caterpillar with tiny wings. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. it's just like finally I'm free. It's just like tiny little butterfly wings, like on this heffalump of a creature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the artwork is for him. Actually, I haven't seen it yet. But um, oh, that's, that's sure. a dr- uh, fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. Fingers but, yeah. crossed. It's fingers crossed. It's just grub with tiny wings. <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed. It's some, it's like a giant grub with tiny tiny wings. I, 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 I am sure that it'll be funny. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, is, every model so far has been. Fantastic. I'm so yeah. excited for the new stuff, for the cursed, for the witches, for the bunnies. Um yeah, it's brill. So, so I'm guessing I'm gonna take a wild guess that you backed the Kickstarter. I did, yes, I did. I I, I only I only backed I think it was like fifty seven, sixty quid. Um, right. so I'm getting a couple of starter boxes and I think it's I think it's the one where you get two starter boxes and maybe two monsters. And, yeah, and two monsters. So you can get Boris and Lubard. Yeah, Boris. I think I was going to get Boris Bunny some of the Lubard, and then I was tempted. Now this is the question for me: it's the two boxes since I've shoulder a modicum of refrain. Now I'm like regretting it a little because I'm like, do I get? Because I-, I would like to get the curse because they work with a Dominion, and I am I would describe myself as a Dominion player. Um, but then it's like, do I get the witches or do I get like uh, the one with the jackalope in to get the jackalope for Boris? Um. So choices, yeah. choices. Mm. Yeah, because you've got four, you've got four troop boxes to choose from, and they're all good in their own way. I mean, if you want to play the cross faction stuff, then the witches aren't the best choice because they're only Leshervolt. They are. Um, but then I thought, give me a choice. You know, I could play a little bit of Leshervolt and then have the curse with the Leshervolt and the curse with the. I mean, the cursed work well with the witches. Um, both interestingly, both narratively, and actually, they work quite well together. Yeah. I, I remember I watched the, the video on that. On a, yeah, all, all because, the cursed by them. Yeah, well, also, the, yeah, yeah. So each member of the cursed was cursed by mem- by by one of the three witches. Yeah. Um, interestingly, um, but yeah, I mean, well, the, the, there will be the option to increase your pledge in back kit. I'm sure if you decide you really can't decide, I want to take, get another one. But it's it's a hard choice to get to choose which two to take. It'll be honest. Yeah, it is. I mean, if you are, I mean. I mean, obviously, they'll be available for retail at some point, so you can you can buy them later. But um, if you are set on playing the Dominion, actually, I think the Cursed would probably play quite well with Goblins. Yeah, you've, got some you've got some quite different options there. I mean, the Revenant oh. is good with Goblins because he's literally unkillable. Um, <laughs> Which makes a change for the Goblins to have something that doesn't... Yeah, because he's, <laughs> he, he's... Well, basically, he, he can't die unless you kill him. <laughs> unless yeah. you, you yourself choose to kill him. So he can, and although, yeah, no, no, he's talking about Goblin. He needs to be able to be healed. So, um, yeah, he's he, 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 he,
once he's got them, it's really hard to get them off him because <laughs> he can't die. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, any one of the, the thiefy people who's going to like do a pinch yeah, or something. Yeah, there are, there, are, there are some characters that can nick moonstones or make you drop them. But oh well, yeah, like uh, butterfingers already existing, like some similar like butterfingers and stuff like that. But I, I imagine yeah, there's it's a pipeline. Yeah, butterfingers can make you drop them. There's a few new characters that can steal them off you. Um, there's Kaufman, who's the uh, human merchant that can bribe you for them. Um, so yeah, there's a few ways of getting moonstones off the revenant, but yeah. he's also fairly, he's also quite good in combat, so he's a bit scary to get too close to. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more of the. I mean, I love the pirate goblins, and I'm really excited to see because if there's pirate humans and they can all run together, that's going to be like having a big pirate yeah, squad. So yeah, because all basically all the pirates are Dominion. So the the, the, the pirate humans are also Dominion. Um, so you can run. And there's lots of abilities in the, within those pirates that are pirates only, so other pirates benefit from it. So you can also you can also stick C six two into that as well. He's he's already a pirate. Yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. I've actually so. got a choice of seven of seven pirates, but um, and there's I don't know if you've seen there's a battle report that we did I did with another guy on on the one. ship. On the ship, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I quite like that, because I think the first thing, like, oh, yeah, if you flip a catastrophe, it does this. And I think pretty sure the first thing you did was flip a catastrophe, it's and everyone was like, yeah. like off the boat, basically. Yeah, yeah. No, it's quite a fun little snipe. And also, it's really, really quick. <laughs> it's really quick, because yeah. really, you start next to each other, and even quicker than sleepyheads, because you start yeah. so close. And I, the I boats. Uh, I, I, I like the, the lobster with, what is it called? When it... Um, Pinch and a punch for the first of the month, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh. And, then, and then he could steal, steal the moonstone. He's also quite good in combat, anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the, the pirates look the pirates look like quite good fun. There's a, there's a whole series of three scenarios coming out for the pirates in book two, um, and the ship is obviously one of them. Um, but they're very piratey, very piratey scenarios, which is quite oh. fun. That'd be so much fun. I can imagine that's like a demo. That'd be such a fun little demo, like to get people on to be like, right, it's here's us like just messing around on a pirate ship and trying to see how long you can survive before you get whipped off by. Well, basically, that's, basically that's what it is. In, in that scenario, every model starts with a moonstone, and it's called mutiny. So they're just fighting each other. Yeah, <laughs> it's the exactly. goblin pirate human thing who can. It's basically like last man standing. But funnily enough, <laughs> I, I'm I'm fully intending to use it when the models are released, and I've got them to use it for demoing and I've even to the point where I've asked a, I've asked Mike um who still builds some terrain he's gonna he's gonna make me a, an MDF boat so you have like um, a little board board perfect for the um... I'm, gonna have a, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have a boat board just for playing that scenario oh that'd be so much fun though because <laughs> yeah, I think so it'd be really good fun yeah it'd be brilliant cool. it'd be absolutely brilliant um, I mean uh, people are interested yeah yeah um I have to wrap this up in a bit, I think. Um, yeah, no, I, I guess. Mean, uh, just for sort of, because it's been really fun just having a, a chat. Um, I think I was going to have the last question in my head then, and then I, now it's gone. <laughs> um, um, okay. What do you think? Because obviously you've seen, because if, you, if you've watched the battle reports on, on the Elder Battle Up channel and, and yep. on the players, and part of the Lesh Vault, you'd have seen. A lot of the things that are coming. Um, uh-huh. If you could pick one character to have now, once you've seen, which one would you have? Oh wow! 
that's, <laughs> that's that is tough. That is really tough because obviously, um, as a, as like a, a goblin enthusiast, I would be like, well, probably is one of the uh, the the sneaky goblin boys from the pirates. But when it, do you know what is one of the models that really took me when you did the battle report with the the Normish airship? Yeah, yeah, that was spoopy when it came on and just kind of like just pewed everyone off, and I was like, "Oof, that's a mean man, <laughs> that's a vicious yeah. one." So that is one I'd be super interested in. Also, because I'd love to see the model because it, it looked like a really nice, pretty piece of art. Who would I want? Yeah. Oh, well, why, well, why must, you, you know what? I think I can make the decision for you because there's also a goblin airship coming. Goblin airship, please. Can I have one one goblin airship straight <laughs> yeah. straight to Newcastle? Just it'll fly itself. <laughs> yeah, it's not the yeah. same. Obviously, it's not the same rules as the gnomish one. But <laughs> yeah, I like to airship. imagine it's just like kamikaze kind of like it's just like a goblin that well, drops it's, itself. It's got slightly shorter range abilities, but it can do it more often. But what and I think Tom's already said this somewhere, so I'm fairly confident in saying it now. Obviously, with the gnomish airship, it's quite sort of an ornate, inflated balloon, essentially. The goblin one is an inflated toad. Oh, my God. Yes, of course. <sighs> it's going to be a little... They've got a huge toad and they've blown it up. <laughs> oh, see, this is what I mean. This is what I mean. I'd love to see... Goblin just, just, just hanging from it. <laughs> oh, see, that is, I'm super excited because I, I I saw you like tried the librarian. This is the problem. It's all so nice. Like I, I'm going... I'm going the, the 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 bad guys the Commonwealth. Well, because like, I need to read more of the background and stuff. Because I see them; they're like the old world, basically, of Moonstone. And uh, I really like the goblins. I really, I, I'm I'm very like I don't like playing humans. That sounds really weird. I've never been. If you give me a game, I always want to play the creepiest, ugliest, most horrific <laughs> things in it. Like when I played um, Mythos, I got the bugs. When I play Aiden, I got the aliens. When I play anything, I always get the monsters. Like Dark Age, I went straight to um, the brood. So uh, Malifaux, zombie people, like I'm all about that. So as soon as I saw Commonwealth were not the humans and they were the fairies and were all these bright colours as well, they've always drawn me in. But there's so much good stuff for all the other factions. I can see, like, even as someone who doesn't normally like to play humans, there's so many fun mechanics in there that it is tempting even for someone like me who... Because I like the idea of Kaufman. I love a fat, like, sort of money lender character. That is makes me really happy. Um, there's some... Yeah, there's some... I think that's the thing... Because I'm actually with you on that. I don't normally play humans either. Um, I, I completely agree. I, I prefer the goblins or like like well the fairies in this example i've always played like like in warhammer i played demons um so i'm completely with you on the although i do like obviously i do like the moonstone humans i do but i definitely chose the goblins but actually with the new stuff that's coming the humans are also just so interesting like the librarian who just can, can just control the board really well and there's another one i really like called natty the slum thief who's just this little tiny little girl who is actually oh, yes. really, who was in the last battle report but didn't do as much as I would hope but well actually she did she carried two moonstones for the entire game so that's kind of what the point was but she's got some really cool little abilities as well um and there's Gertrude the fairy hunter who's just sort of flamboyant. oh that one that one gave one, me a little bit of a I was thinking for fairies I guess he's very good against fairies or she is she's very good against fairies because she has an ability I can't remember what it's called now which is like a pulse ability that Every model caught in the ability that has 
that currently has energy over, I think, three. They suffer a wound for every energy they have over three. So against fairies, if you if you can hit like three fairies with that, they're all suffering like two or three wounds, which is just horrific. Um, yeah. And then uh, there's well, there's quite a few other humans coming. There's also there's also as you just said with the pirate, there's there's Dominion humans coming as well as the current Commonwealth humans. So that's going to be quite yeah. interesting. They're the, one of the few races that are going to be in both. There's mm. not many other ones. Goblins are all Dominion, and fairies are all Dominion, apart from one that's less evolved. Um, but there's going to, and gnomes, I think, are all Commonwealth, apart from there's one that's going to be less evolved. Um, oh, is there a human Yeah, Kavanaugh the Jongler is a. No, that's, that's gnome. Yeah. So Kavanaugh is a gnome Leshevolt, but he's not Commonwealth yeah. as well. Um, there's no goblin Leshevolt. Goblins are only Dominion. Yeah, because they're uh, filthy little troublemakers. Although, interestingly, Dominion isn't necessarily like evil at all. Um, yeah, it's it's a classic thing of like. Um, <clears throat> I think he was talking about it. Like, it's just. Yeah. Yeah. Two different. I mean, the, 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 the goblins. Yeah, the goblins are actually fairly evil, but. The fairies yeah. aren't at all. They're very spiteful, but they're not evil. Um, not, not, yeah. not in the typical sense of the word, anyway. Oh, see, I see, I see evil as just like, every, it, you know, there's no such thing as evil. It's just different colours of grey, isn't it? Like, you know, goblins yeah. are harmless, friendly boys. They just, they just, <laughs> like, just like if you're not looking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's your fault. You looked away. You mean you yeah, invited exactly. that upon yourself? Like, if you yeah, wanted it, you would have kept it, hold of it tight. Yeah, and in exactly the same way that, you know, if if Silvertongue has mind-controlled you into attacking your friend, just don't stand so close to your friends. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love the idea that Silvertongue's like, it's like some goblin shanking some other one. He's making me do it. And it's like Silvertongue's like, I haven't done anything. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just kill each other wildly. No, it's it's a really... Uh, one thing I will say, it's a really fantastic game. And... Uh, and, I'm, and I cannot wait to see the future stuff. I have applied to be a, gob, a goblin. It's weird okay. saying I've applied to be a goblin. Um, yeah, so... Cause like, <laughs> you don't normally say I want to be a goblin, but I really yeah, yeah. want to start like really pushing the game in my local area. But um, yeah, it's one of those ones that I thoroughly enjoy. Like, thoroughly enjoy every time I play. Oh, cool. Yeah. It'd, be, it'd, be really, it'd be really nice to have you along in the, in the goblin crew. Um, yeah, you get fingers some crossed. Yeah, I'll see what happens because I know they've been super busy. Surprise, surprise! Right now. Yeah, well, yeah. Recently, he's been really busy with the Kickstarter. Um, of course, yeah, yeah, been a bit mad. So you might have a bit of a wait, but oh, but I'm seeing Tom and Richie next week, so maybe I'll try and give them a prod and say, "Let Russell be a goblin. Let Russell be a goblin. Let Russell be a co- let him cause trouble up north." Yeah, yeah. no, because I'm. Well, you should definitely have a look if you ever get the chance. I'll, I'll invite you. And anyone out there, if you're interested in just. It's not a competitive thing. Gotham to Samaria, it happens at the Northwest War Gaming Center, basically Element. I think most people will know it as Element Game, sort of gaming area. So, like, please come along. I think it's £12 for the three days that we're open. Um, or you can pay a little bit extra and get food. We, we try not to run it at any cost at all. Like, there's some stuff we obviously produce t shirts and like stuff like that. So, but normally you, you're pretty much just paying the price of what it costs us to rent it for the three days per person. So, yeah, we wanted it to be cheap. We wanted it to be cheap and affordable and for everyone. And you, you don't, it's not a tournament. You just come along. If you want to play a game, just say it and one of us will make the time for you. It sounds like it's just an excuse for all of us to come together 
have a little drink, chill out, have a laugh, and just play games like this. And yeah, you can, you can learn them and pass them on. And I know we've got some people, I don't want to say names, but some people who have like a parts behind game and things might be there. So, But they're not there to advertise their games. They're coming as players, and that's the best thing about it in my mind that we've got people who are, you know what I mean? We're going to advertise their games. They're there to chill. We're there to advertise for them kind of thing. So yeah, I'm cool. super excited, super excited, man. Yeah, should be good. It's, it's, that sounds like fun. I have seen it advertised before. Um, yeah, it's hard for me to get to things to be honest. With you, oh I'm no, like, you've got you've got little ones. You've got Babinos. So I've got, yeah, I've got a two-year-old and a five-month-old. But um... oh, sorry, I just got nervous sweats when you said it. Like, oh. yeah. <laughs> but no, bless it, you. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't mean I can't get to things. My 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 wife is pretty understanding. I get I do get to oh, go to things, yeah. but but obviously yeah. I don't want to. You've got family, yeah, oh, yeah, obviously, absolutely. No, I, I completely yeah. understand. That's never like, that's the thing. We do it three times a year, though, so we can't make it a one. That's the whole point of us doing it three times a year. So never feel bad if you can't come to all of it. We're just, I have a girlfriend, and that's about it. We don't even have animals. We're just so so. It's just me and my partner, like you know. So we've we've got bundles of free time. So yeah. no one ever should ever feel bad if they can't make it to them all. That's why we exist, so that you guys can come when you can. So it's like it's really appreciated. Thanks for having us on again, Dan. It's uh, it's been nice talking to you, just talking Moonstone, really. Yeah, yeah, no, it's been great fun. It's been really nice. And, and like I said, you're, you're the first person that I've interviewed that's not been someone I know. So it's been it's a nice. It's been a good start. You, you've been a very nice first guest to have on. Oh, is that? That's because I'm lovely. That's why. So you get to know me, and you'll be like, no, he's never coming back on again. He's awful and foul. So, <laughs> but, but yeah, if you ever come along, I'll get you a drink, and we'll and you'll and we'll have a giggle, and it'll be fun. That sounds yeah. good. It cool. will be really fun. Oh, well, yeah. um, I'll stop the recording. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. yeah, and then we'll go from there. Okay, and there we go. I hope you enjoyed listening. Like I said at the beginning, it was really fun having Russell on and just having a chat. Um, and hopefully I'll get him on again in future. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs>